Welcome back to another episode of Money, Motivation, and Mindset University with your host, Jamie Lee, and that's me. This episode is absolute hot fire flames, the nuggets of wisdom that were dropped, the power moves that were discussed, the absolute gems that you will walk away with. It's probably one of the juiciest episodes I've ever done in a podcast ever period. And some of that is that dynamic energy that comes from having just a guest that you totally vibe with. Some of it though is truthfully just the impactful knowledge and wisdom and information that was shared in today's episode. Today's guest is Zach Krupp. I cannot wait for us to dive into the episode, have him introduce himself because you are going to be blown away. But before we jump in, I want to let you know everything that we discussed in today's episode can be found in the description of this podcast. But I'm going to give a plug right before zachkrupp.com, Z A C K K R U P P.com. And you can find everything there or on Instagram at Krupp Sanity. So I'm going to have those down below. But for your listening pleasure, if you wanted to do a little research before, feel free. And now let's dive into today's episode. Thanks for listening. So welcome to today's episode of Money, Motivation, and Mindset University. I am so thrilled for today's guest, and I would like to welcome Zach Krupp to the episode. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. I'm just just as excited as you. This is amazing. We've been talking about this for a while. Definitely had some tech difficulties getting here, but honestly... The timing just feels right because today we are also going to get to dive into something that Zach has created and put out into the world that I'm very excited to talk about. But also, we are going to be diving into networking, connecting, growth, and mindset discussion, which is something that both Zach and I are very passionate about. And I'm very excited to kind of maneuver through those conversations because we've had conversations in the past, Zach and I have. And they've just been fire because we are so in tune with that, that mindset of what life can be when you really tap in to your potential. And that always Mm -hmm. starts with the mind. So I'm really excited to get started. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head is I'm really excited to be here too, just because of how we connected. I'm sure we can get into that too, how we like found each other. I think we've both just kind of been through, the journey really like we've both been through some pain we've both been through setbacks hardship and it kind of just set the table for that understanding and just being two people who are like shooting for the stars going for our dreams I I feel like that's kind of why we connected early on absolutely and actually so I want to share how we met because to me this ties into not only the project that you've just produced and put out into the world which I'm super super Mm -hmm. excited about for you but also I think it ties into the idea of the power of social media mindset and connecting. So Zach and I actually met on Instagram, but there's a little pre-story, a little prequel that I think is important to point out because to me, this was a God moment, universe moment, whatever you believe in, but whatever higher power was at work was definitely, to me, it had their hands in this because I had been praying about, finding people that I could connect to on a mental 
level. This had been something I'd struggled with in my life. I'd always been the wisest one in the room or, and I hate to put it this way, the smartest one in the room or the most driven. (laughs) But the problem is I don't want to be in that room. I want to be in a room where Mm. everyone is better than me. They're working on bigger things than I've even fathomed to get me in a different state and to, to push me. And when when Mm. you're kind of the, the top in your friend group, I feel like it's easy to go back down to where they're at because that's what the group's doing. And I really wanted out of that. So I was praying and praying, like, how do we connect with all these people? And I actually came across David Carpenter and we started to talk and meet. And then Austin Zabak and Austin Lewis, which if you guys know the podcast, the official ANA show, that's them. They do wholesale real estate in Arizona, um, ATMs. It's a whole, it's a whole move. So we started connecting And all of a sudden, as I'm interacting with more people that do that type of social media, Zach pops up on my Explore page. And it was the weirdest thing. I immediately saw his face and I was like, I don't know why, but I need to click on this guy. And so (laughs) I click on him and immediately I'm like, whoa, we totally have the same mindset. This is crazy. And he was sharing a journey of some things he'd gone through mentally uh, with like his brain, like some brain issues and things like that with his head. And I was in a place where I had just started losing my memory and, uh, and I was about to get diagnosed with uh, dementia. And so I was like, chills, this is crazy. I don't know why, but we're supposed to be friends. And I reach out and now nine months later, almost, we talk at least weekly, if not every couple of days, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's crazy. Now here you are. And I would consider you a genuine friend. And I think that that's absolutely insane. We've never met in person. But we share this bond just by our mindset mm. and our vision. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's it's cool how it happened, like you said, because I feel like I, I've done you know however many interviews, and I feel like you will probably know me the best out of any that I've done. And like you said, we've never met before, so that is that is the great power of the internet and just finding people you know with common interests common struggles common uh you know ways of thinking yeah. so <laughs> that's totally awesome i didn't know that like that timing lined up so well for you but i, I yeah, love that absolutely it's just and i think anyone listening who's been told to network with people you know to get around the right people i i feel like and i i understand where it comes from and i think it's important but i also think it's a lot harder than it seems to just find people who are on your wavelength and you know, in real life. And I think it's, it's kind of put out there like, Oh, just go meet people. And I'm like, but, but then you guys talk about how the average 99% of the world is not on this level. So it's not that simple to really find an individual that you can completely connect with where there's no jealousy. And this is just a grind and excitement. And I think you go to masterminds or events for sure, but let's talk about, you know, I mean, COVID who's doing that. So like, you know, right. this is where that social media comes in and that connection really comes in. So, Zach, I would love to have you just tell the world about you a little bit. What have you been through? What got you here? Who are you? And let's just dive in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I think um, to give perspective, I, I like to share kind of where I came yeah. from because I feel like where I came from is exactly why I am who I am. And as I continue in my journey, it makes more and more sense where my fire and hunger has come from looking back. So early on, you know, I grew up just me and my mom, you know, single mom and 
just the two of us and didn't have necessarily the perfect direction or the role models, the mentors, but I always had kind of this early desire just for more, wow. right? Because like being poor, you know, you see your, your friends at school, I was in a good area, but was at the lower level of that. So, you know, you go to school with kids who go on the big vacations and they have the and one street shoes, which were <laughs> cool at the time or the Jordans and whatever. And you can't have that. You can't have those things or you can't do the same things that they do. So you kind of have that desire. So that's where I feel like I started to notice my desire. And I, I had the hustler mentality yeah. growing up. So as a kid, my first sale ever came in second grade and I sold 200 Pokemon or I sold $200 worth of Pokemon oh my cards gosh. in the second grade. Yeah. And like, that was my first sale ever in 200 bucks. And that's a lot. You know, what would I be like eight <laughs> years old? That was ballin'. huge. I brought it home and showed my mom and she was like, Oh my God. Like, how did you get this? I'm like, I sold some Pokemon <laughs> cards. So it started so early, right? That was my first sale. And then I just was trying to find other ways. I did lemonade. I sold gum in third and fourth wow. grade. I did online, like the, the Goodwill eBay deal. I started a hat business, which was like my first, uh, you know, successful, I guess, business. And I bought my first car with that. Wow. So I had all these other things, network marketing, it goes on and on. And I had all these things, but I didn't have direction. I didn't have mentorship. I, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I was trying to move towards, you know, ways that I could earn financially and all this. And I, I knew like I wanted to be great, but I just didn't know how it was going to happen. So I didn't truly get on the course that I'm on now until actually my junior year of college. And that takes me into my first major wow. adversity. And this is something that I want to hit on later on, but it's funny that the adversity in my life always seems to realign me into my success, right? It always seems to be the hard things that hurt at the time, push me into my next level of Absolutely. greatness. So I'd always been coasting, never knew what to do. Junior year of college, I'm at Illinois State University here, and I live in Chicago now. And I had this concussion in a basketball game. I was knocked out of the air and fell flat on the back of my head. And with the concussion came something called post-concussion syndrome. So basically, you feel like you have a concussion on day one, but you feel that way for six wow. months. And so, you know, you can't do screen time. You, if, if I wanted to go drink with my friends, headaches. If I wanted to work out, headaches. Watch TV, headaches. You can't do anything. Right. And so I had this happen. And getting everything taken away from me gave me some time to reflect. And I always had said, I want to read books. I want to read two books a year. That was my goal. I never found the time. So with this re renewed time and nothing to do, I checked out seven books from my local library. And truly, that's where my personal development journey wow, started. Zach, I want to so, jump in because if anyone's listening, I don't want them to yeah. miss what you just said. You took the hardest space in your life and said, how can I grow out of this to become better and utilize the downtime that you've been gifted? And I think that mentality... Yeah is that of a winner. And I want the people that listen to this to take that. You could be struggling so hard right now. I want you to listen to him and take that and say, maybe I just need to view my situation differently. Maybe this isn't against me. Maybe this is for me. Maybe this is a gift. Mm -hmm. So sorry yeah. about that, but I just yeah. to, I want people to touch. No, I, I love you. I love when you interject. No, no problem. I think you, you said it great. Like, you can, you're going to get lemons in life, right? So like, are you going to turn them into lemonade or are you going to let them like <laughs> sour, 
you exactly. and your life, right? That's just like a little way to look at it. But so you checked out books, um, seven. So anyways, <laughs> I checked out seven books. Yeah. And the first one I read was The Little Red Book of Selling by Ooh. Jeffrey Gittimer. And it's an incredible book. I knew I wanted to be in sales. And that's what I was going to school for, professional sales and marketing. I got my bachelor's at mm-hmm. ISU. And at the time, I knew I wanted to study sales. So I got this book by Jeffrey Gittimer. I was reading it. It was incredible. And this started my path. I took action in the book. It said, he said, hey, if you want to be credible, you need to write. So I wrote my first LinkedIn article. And basically, that step led to one thing, to another, to reading more books, to connecting with like-minded people. I was really enticed by the success. I always wanted to be successful, but I wasn't a, a reader. So I get into that, and that book was my turning point, right? That book led me to start speaking more about what had always been inside of me, that greatness or that desire for more. But now I was getting a direction. Someone was shaping me. I was seeing the path. I was seeking out the direction from these people. And so I I started to attract that same energy back to me. And over time, uh, I, I met a great guy at the gym. We got in network marketing together with a health and wellness company. And this dude is an absolute stud right now. He's on fire. His name is Danny Wilgenbush, one of my best friends. And we only met three, four years wow. ago. And dude's hands down going to be a multimillionaire. No question about it. Um, and we met on fire. So now I'm, I'm just getting deeper and deeper into this. And, you know, I guess to kind of, I don't want to have the longest introduction of all time. I love but this. No, go. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically. You know, I'm getting into I'm getting into network marketing and one thing leads you to the next thing and to the next thing. So tying this back to that first book of Jeffrey Gittimer, I still followed him and I saw that he had a contest and he had a contest to say, tell me how you have the best yes attitude, because he also wrote a book called The Little Gold Book of Yes Attitude. And his books, I also had read that book by this time and it shaped me. It's actually why I had the boldness to get over my fear of failure and speak in these network in this network network marketing company, right? I was speaking in front of people there. I had to do one-on-ones. I had to do Facebook Lives, and this got me out of this bubble. So I entered the contest, and I won. Oh my God! Uh, Jeffrey Gittimer flew me out to North Carolina. The guy whose first book I read, and I got to be a guest on his show, Sell or Die. That's had over two million downloads. I got to be mentored by him for two days. I got all of his books signed. I got to hang out in the office and it was a valued at a $30,000 contest. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. We hit it off so well. We joked around. I came back on. I did another episode on their podcast three months later and they joked about hiring me. Right. And then it was time for graduation. I was trying to work with the Chicago Bulls, do ticket sales. That's another story. <laughs> but long story short, they ended up making me an offer and I ended up becoming their lead oh, salesman. My God. <laughs> and so in a matter of months, right, I went from, why is this happening to me? Like concussion, post-concussion, I got some anxiety at the time. And then fast forward and everything was for my purpose. And now I feel I'm on my true path to who I am and, and you know, who I can be. And so, you know, I, I worked for Jeffrey and things went great. You know, I spoke on stage to over 200 people and I was just elevated. And then hard times hit again. And we can get into that more, but adversity hit again. I resigned from that job. I went through way the hardest hardship I ever have, which is when you found me. And then now I'm just doing my own thing. I'm like, hey, let's chase my own dreams. I just launched the book. And that's kind of, uh, I guess, moving forward with 
Um, I skipped a lot of details, but that's where I come from. I come from, you know, um, a hard background that really changed my built that desire of who I want to be and, and how I want to get to that higher level. And these events are kind of some of the key ones that pushed me into that direction. So first of all, thank you for that, because not only is sharing your story, one of those things that is so important, because I think when, when other humans hear hardships and wins and real life happening, we feel inspired by that more than we do just watching someone always be successful. And, you know, because mentally it's kind of like, even if I know how much hard work it took that person, I also have a hard time relating because it's like, yeah, sure. I know how hard you work, but what part of that was just like, it happened so early for you that you've never had to know a struggle. And I think, that can be hard for people to connect to. So when you talk about the hardships, the adversity, the, but also the, the going to college, right? Like I think we hear a lot of people hate on college so much and I'm not a big fan of our education system as I'm in school myself, but I also Mm -hmm. know that there is benefit in every decision we make. And I think it's important to know there's no wrong decisions. There's just a prolonging of your path. You know, you can't make the wrong decision and not ever end up where you go. I think you can make wrong. There's not wrong decisions. There are direction changing decisions. And, you know, and I think that that is important that if someone's like, well, do I go to college or not? Pick, just choose, you know, do Hmm. I start a business or not? Pick, because either way, if you choose to do the traditional route, Maybe your journey was meant to lead you to starting a business when you were 35 and not 23. And what's the difference if it was either way you were supposed to be successful at 35, you just went a different route. It's not going to affect your whole life, but you do have to make powerful decisions. And I think every decision you made that you talk about, right, from the concussion to deciding to read that Mm -hmm. book, it is life-changing. I got chills because if you think about this story you just told, the first book you picked up made you led you to this place where you met this guy and worked for him. This wasn't just, I, I picked up some book, but that decision to read that specific book and then fall in love with his words and his work. And and then not only that though, you also took accountability, accountability for the action that you have to take. And you took that action and you wrote that LinkedIn article and you put in that effort and you found the contest, you, you, you did the contest, which by the way, that alone is a mindset shift that I don't think enough people talk about. The amount of negativity around things like signing up for a contest is this idea of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm not probably going to win. So it doesn't really matter. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me. I, I'm like so passionate about this topic. Don't get me <laughs> but started. You, you know, it's true. Like people are like, oh, I'm not going to win. It's like, well, how would you know? You don't know. So the only way you're guaranteeing you don't win because that's your comfort level. But like, you know, Ooh. but you don't know that. And I always think people that live in fear are actually telling the world, this is what I think I'm capable of. And that's why I won't do it. Cause I don't think I'm capable of that. And I just think fear is a very, very clear indicator that you don't have self-confidence. And it's maybe, maybe a very, Mm. um, maybe that's a little harsh, but I view it differently. I have fear, but I do it anyway. Right. 
but the people who live in this yeah oh i don't need that oh i don't actually want money money's a bad thing i don't actually need a nice car i think it's it's pretentious or that bubble tells me you don't find yourself worthy of those things so you've just you've decided to disconnect yourself so far from possibility because you're more comfortable living in the mindset where if I just don't even have it and I claim I don't want it, I don't have to live up to the accountability that it would take to get it. You, Jamie, you are not wrong by, by any means. I think you hit it on the head and that it, it all is fear. A lot of that is almost even like the fear of failure, right? So when it comes to contests, I am notorious for always entering because I, I play to win. And if you don't play, yes. you can't win. I've won tons <laughs> of contests. I've won tons. This is not the only one. I've won a lot. And it's because I always enter. I won scholarships by entering essay contests. And I won uh, Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy. I won an autographed cardboard cutout of his directly from him, from contest. Like, so I think when it comes to life and, you know, finances or businesses or going to school and, and maybe your dream is just going the traditional route in college, but you wonder, can I pass that right. freaking math class? You know? So I think people do use it as an out, like you said, because it's hard to tell the world your dream or hard to tell the world your goal and know that yes. there's a chance you oh come up short. Gosh. Right. Because when you put it out there, you're holding yourself accountable. You know, it's good to have a, a, a partner that can be your accountability partner. But when you put it out to the world and you put it out to social media, everyone is mm -hmm. taking notes on the sidelines, right? All your haters, all your people who are doubting you say, oh, Zach said he's going to be a billionaire. We'll see about yeah. that. Write it down, right? Because they want to see you lose only because most people are too scared to go for it themselves because of that yeah. fear of failure. So I couldn't have said it better. Literally, you're right. People don't make these jumps and leaps and they they put on this front that like oh you know money's not everything i don't need money to be happy or whatever because yep. they don't know how to get the money they're scared that they won't get the 100%. money like that's it and you said something i love which is when you talk you touched on fear of failure and when i was coaching um i would have women tell me like i'm just afraid i'm gonna fail and i would actually shift the question and ask actually i think you're probably afraid to succeed because you don't know that level of you. You don't know her. You know, you've never hit that stride where all you do is win. So you feel fearful. Am I worthy of that? Versus fearing failure. Mm. I think we, we identify it as failure, a like fear of failure. But we've failed a million times in our lives. We're used to failing. You know, we've all failed a test. We've all messed up on something, come up short. You know, so most of us have gotten fired from a job. Like, we've all failed before. We've, we've tasted failure Few of us have tasted winning at a high level. And I think that is a, mm -hmm. it requires a different version of you to win. And it requires a version of you that then requires the main, the maintenance of that version of you. And I think ma maintenance mm. of anything is hard, right? Like I like to say losing weight, easy, maintaining that hard, <laughs> you know, getting money could be easy right. for some people. But it's then they blow it because they never fixed their their worthiness around finances. It's why lottery winners just get rid of money as quickly as possible because it's a subconscious um, but physical and tangible reality that when they get it, they, they subconsciously don't feel worthy of it. So they spend it. 
It's get it away from me. I don't know what to do with this. Right. So it's just, it's interesting that you touch on that. And to just go back to this idea that when you started without that concussion, and guys, I, I really hope everyone that's listening is listening really closely to this part. Zach got a concussion and that concussion, if it didn't happen, would not have led him into years from then or months from then, I should say, winning a contest that led him to be around successful people that led him to a job. And we can say, oh, well, this or that. But after that concussion, Zach made one decision to buy seven books. And that one decision changed his direction and put him on a different path than he would have been on if he didn't have that concussion. So when whenever you have a moment in your life where you're literally saying, and, and I'm going to cuss on here, so just excuse my language, but you're like, what the actual <laughs> is going on in my life right now? Why? Why me? I would encourage you to say, what am I supposed to learn? And not why is this happening to me, but why is this happening for me? And is there something that I could be doing or taking action on or reflecting on or healing that would get me to a better space in my life when this is over? And, you know, we're in quarantine right now for most of us or back and forth, you know, who knows. Um, But if you are and you're living in a victim mode of, well, I just need to, I'm just so depressed. I'm going to eat shit food and I'm just not going to go to the gym and I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to work out at home or whatever. And, you know, I'll just deal with it when it's better. You are just prolonging the pain in your life when this could have been a transformative time. And I think if you view it uh, as a chrysalis or chrysalis, I have no idea how to say this word, but whatever a butterfly, a caterpillar goes through for becoming a butterfly, that word, y'all can Google that at home. But um, whatever you're doing in that period, when they're cocooned, they're literally growing wings to fly. View this as your cocoon. This is your space. This is your time. You don't owe the world anything. Just go become great. And come out of this, you know, come out of this cocoon. 100%. And fly. So Zach mentioned his project, right? He wrote a book and guys, I own this book. It's called the direct line and it is phenomenal. I'm halfway through it at this point. I won't say I finished it yet because I'm not a liar, but I'm halfway through (laughs) it at this point and it is phenomenal. And it's, it's also one of those books that changes. It changes your perspective on connecting. And it's why I wanted to share how Zach and I met because it's a big part of that willingness to be in that connection zone. So Zach, tell us about your book and what, what made you want to write this book? Yeah. You know, tying it back to where we started when you were talking, I actually, yeah, let me see if I can go back here. Cause you were talking about the fear of failure. And then you were talking about how uh, setbacks, right. You're talking right. about setbacks and what happened. So just to rewind for a minute, when I did have that first concussion at that time in my life, I was wow. 100% drifting. I was in college and I knew like I wanted to be great. I wanted to be a billionaire, but I wasn't doing anything about it. And so what this, what that hard life moment served as mm. was a course corrector. 
And I've actually developed a new belief on these things that your setbacks, of course, your setbacks are always your setups. Every time I've been pushed back from, you know, I've been at my highest point, I've been pushed back. And then after that, I've reached a new highest point. I've realized these things, this is kind of a weird way to think about it, but that potentially major setbacks find you in life when you're not living as your best self or doing what you're designed to do. Right. So like the first time it happened to me, oh, that, that was, you know, I wasn't on the personal development path. Maybe that's where I was supposed to be and I wasn't there. And so that took me there. And then when it happened a second time, I can get into that more later. But when I was at the job with Jeffrey and I started getting these debilitating migraines and things went there, the second time it happened to me, I was at the job, you know, I was working with these people, everything was great. And I said like, well, why is this happening to me? And my, my opinion on that was I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a religious person personally, and I wasn't, as a Christian, right. I wasn't walking on that path. And so that was my sign from, from just my personal beliefs that, hey, you're doing great right now, you're doing well, but how much better yeah. could you be doing if you're walking with me? And so the big takeaway I had from that setback was aligning with my faith in Christianity personally. Um, and I know I'm gonna be way better for it now. But the reason I brought this back up was because you asked about the book. And yes, when I got that job, the people I mentioned, Jeffrey Gittimer, he's a 15-time best-selling author. And that book, The Little Red Book of Selling, is the best-selling sales book of all time. So what I got to do in that job saying, hey, you left that job, you know, why why would I be brought to Charlotte, North Carolina? What was the point? Well, I watched him write two books in one year. And then I watched his now wife write her first book in front of me, right? This all happened in the office when I'm doing sales and I'm watching these books come together. And I wonder, would I have had, if I had not seen the path, would I have turned around and created this book and extracted this life-changing knowledge that I didn't even know I had into this book? So that's why you could say everything happens for a reason in a sense that Answering your, your latest question, you know, how did I come to write this book? Well, I saw it being done and I'll get to that now. So at the job, I was doing sales and that was one thing. But another thing I mentioned, they had a podcast called Seller Die. It's a really large podcast, a sales and personal development podcast. And kind of an added role I took on while I was in the job was offering to reach out to high network, big ticket right. guests and get them on our show. And we would have these meetings and we'd talk about like, all right, you know, here's our plan for the podcast. Here's our views. Who do we want to have on this week? And I would come to the table with like these monster guests. I'd be like, well, we need Grant Cardone. And, you know, it would be Andy Frisella is absolutely killing it on the MFCO project or Ed Milet or whoever. And I'm like, I can get these guys. Like, I'm 100% sure I can reach them. I, I know I can. And that was kind of the start of it in personal development. So, uh, you know, I got some overall, I ended up reaching out and connecting with some big players like Jack Canfield, Andy Frisella, uh, Charlie Rocket, Dalen Larson, who's the CEO of the third biggest network marketing company in the world. And David Meltzer too, who created the first world's first smartphone and was a CEO of sports one marketing. So all these high ticket people I got in touch with, and it wasn't until I talked to uh my manager and we were talking about it and she's like you know you really have a skill set with this like and we did a facebook live and we talked about how 
I've used these different strategies. And as I was in that moment, that's the moment I decided wow. I was going to write the book because I got to rewind to something I didn't mention is that when I was in high school, one period of my life, I, I'll get a little off track, but in high school, I played basketball four years in high school, varsity athlete, love basketball. That was my first love. I wanted to go to the NBA and I really believed I was going to. And then I realized <laughs> oh, I'm white. It's never going to happen. So, uh, that happened, but when I was in my junior and senior year of high school, I had this infatuation with the NBA, and so I started reaching out to NBA players just wow. to try to, like, chat with them, and at that time, I reached a lot. Like, I got replies from, like, 12 to 15 NBA players, which was supposed to be impossible, right? These people have a million followers. They can't see your stuff, and so I didn't know it yet, but I was using the strategies that I wrote in this book at a micro level for fun wow. in 2011, which is when it, that was my junior year of high school. So 10 years ago. And so it started there and I didn't think about those skills. I went on with my life, but then when it came back to working and getting these high ticket guests, the skills resurfaced. So I realized I had these skills. I did a Facebook live and I said, let me see what information I have. I've never consciously thought about it. So I extracted everything I know on a journal and that's how the book developed. It literally went from here's all my thoughts on the book to I'm going to record a video of all these thoughts. Then I transcribed the video to Fiverr. I got it written. And then I just started building and building. And it went from I'm going to make an ebook to, well, I should probably have a hardcover for promotional purposes to, well, now that I left my job, this isn't going to be some side project. I'm going to go all in. Like, this is what I have. I'm going all in on this. And so that's kind of how it came to be. Uh, initially, oh, that's how the gosh. project got so started. What I'm hearing too, when you're when you're talking, that's so interesting is every single little decision you've made from the time you were little and selling Pokemon cards to the concussion to the book to <laughs> the opportunities that you've been gifted to be around people that led you to realizing you should write a book to now being an author who wrote that book based on the, the things that you've learned, the skills that you've had since 2011. You know, all of that every little detail, every little decision and direction and guidance led you to this point. And I think that is absolutely amazing when you can go back in your life and tie that back because you realize how many things happened for you. And, and then all the times that you made the mm -hmm. right decisions for yourself. And I think that that is so amazing, but also this book is probably one of the most unique and I don't want to call it self-development. So it's a business book. But I think that the, there's principles within it that tell you a lot about the effort that you could be putting in that you probably haven't. And it's so different. I think every business book I yeah. read, and I read solidly only self-development or business books. That's it. And when I'm reading so many of them, everybody has their different take on success. But a lot of business books don't talk about one-to-one -one connection. They talk about, you know, netting almost like setting out a massive net and catching a handful and putting them through a funnel. And that works too. Don't get me wrong. But when you are doing something more personal, what Zach has written in this book is going to get you further faster. And you actually used your methods, right? To, to send out, um, like the, I don't know what you want to call it, the promotional box for your book to certain people. You? Yeah. 
So, so I guess first, since we're talking about this uh, phantom book, the yes. book is called The Direct Line, How to Connect and Engage Online with Any Influencer in the World. And the short run on this, before we go into that, is this book, this is why I'm so freaking excited about this book. This book, what it can do, you can use it in many ways, but I see it as a bridge that can bridge the gap between dream and reality, okay? So with this book, you're literally removing the limit of possibilities that exist. So everyone, you know, there's a lot of talented people in this world. A lot of people want to be great and a lot of people want to chase their dreams, but the problem is they don't have the famous or they don't have the (laughs) aunt or uncle who knows the guy who knows the guy or, you know, the underground connections or poor little me, I don't know any famous people, so I'm never going to make it. This book eliminates that. That's the whole point. So you can, your dream doesn't have to die due to lack of connection. So this book, what it really is, is, you know, helping you make those connections so you can get that audition, so you can make that sales pitch, so you can get the fundraising, you can get your video viral, you can pursue your dream really. And what I do is I provide you social media strategies and massive action plans. And when you apply these, I I specifically play the long game, you can build, slowly build relationships, slowly get on people's radar and ultimately get to a point where they follow you or they DM you and now you have direct access to them. People I've reached, people who have $500 million businesses, $100 million businesses. Uh, The CEO of MyPillow follows me on Instagram, right? I have a direct line to him and uh, I know politics is controversial, but you could say at one point he had Donald Trump's ear. Sure. I don't want to say like love him or hate him. It doesn't matter. The point is that I had I was two right. lines away from the president of the United States. Right. I had a direct access to the guy who has direct access. It that is. is crazy, insane reach. And that's the whole point of this book is that really it is the direct line. You know, you can, you can reach anyone. So just had to throw that in there. And uh, if you want to circle back to what you're saying, I just want to make sure that yeah, I established that no, so people I knew what we were actually agree. talking I love about. That. And <laughs> I think this entire process of what he's talking about too, for everyone who's like saying exactly what Zach said, you know, I don't, well, I don't know anybody. You have to shift that mentality. We have so many beautiful tools accessible to everyone And there are ways. The thing is, is this isn't going to be a secret anymore because Zach just shared the juice. So we're, you know, he's putting that out there. He shared everything. This ability to, like he said, bridge that gap. And I think if you have a vision and you have a goal, you need the direct line. And it, you know, I can, you can say, I'm just trying to plug it. He's my friend. Of course you like it. You're wrong. Like I, I would absolutely not promote a book that I don't like. And I think that this is such a unique take on business and such a unique take on getting access, literally direct access to the people that you want in your corner that can help you. And so, like I was saying, right, he explains this book so well. I love how you explain it. I've actually never gotten to hear him explain it quite like that. And I I love that explanation. But I think he also uses his own principles. Like he said, my pillow guy, if you guys don't know Zach, he loves the my pillow guy. Like <laughs> I love the my pillow guy. He's like <laughs> only because I love his pillow. His pillow is the best pillow in the entire world. I'm not I, I will not make this up. Like I'm not just a random fan. I've been rocking with him since like 
2016 because his pillow gave me the best sleep of my life and i've probably referred <laughs> at least that. 30 people who have bought so that for pillow. him it's like that's a so, huge no joke exciting step right this isn't just like oh i want somebody to help me sell things this is connecting to people you've always wanted to talk to and i think that is amazing as well obviously Zach, and you tell me if you know i'm off off track with this but you're, you should probably have like a goal, right? Like yeah. if some if you're going to reach out to these people, you should have a value to provide, correct? Yeah. Right. So, so let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. So there is so many components. And if I talked about the book, I mean, there's at least 47 components, but they all tie into each other, right? They all make it make sense. So yes, you 100% want to have a direction or a purpose, I say you can use these because if you think The Rock is cool and you want to get in his DMs and say, hey, The Rock said, what's up to me? Sure, you could do that. I mean, you could, but that won't necessarily get you closer to what you want. So me specifically, I'm playing the long game. I've thought about I want to be, you know, the the public speaker, the author, yeah. the course creator, a la Tony Robbins. That's what I want to be. So I follow Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, all the people who are doing exactly what I want. And I just genuinely, that's another point, I just genuinely want to connect with them. So I recommend knowing what you want, first of all, because if you never set your target on a goal, you'll never reach it. So what I see is, let's say you wanted to reach uh, like Tony Robbins, for example, right? We're talking personal development. He's the best in the world. You want to reach him. Most people who comment on Tony Robbins' posts are not thinking about the end game. They're saying they're, they're dropping one of Tony's quotes or they're saying, oh, I love Tony yeah. Robbins or, you know, something surface level. But when you know what you want, you're intentional. So you're intentionally commenting, trying to be thoughtful and connecting. You're not faking it. You're being you know, honest and, and real because you really want to connect with this person. But if you didn't know that you want to connect with Tony Robbins, you would just fly by, you know, through life and, oh, I'll comment something here or a cool picture. And that is one of the biggest things that's about to set me off right now because you need to have that intention. And if you know what you want, I ask yeah. people constantly, how bad do you want it? I've been talking about this all 2021 so far, over and over in all my videos. How bad do you want it? Because with this book, this, this is why I'm so excited because you said I gave away all the tools, yeah. but I did this on purpose because I want you to win. I want everyone to win. I want to be the reason why you reached your dream, right? Like if you have a, a seed inside of you for a dream, I want my book to be the thing that took you to the next level. And when you are a millionaire, right. when you're the next CEO, great. I hope you keep my book in mind. And that's the thing. I, I want to percolate, you know, uh, value to people all across the way. But if you don't know what you want or you don't really want it, you're never going to get it. So if you want what you say you want, read my book. And if you apply those techniques and you never quit, you will not lose. You can you can 100 percent reach anyone. If you said, you know, I'll give you 10 million dollars if you can get me a 10 minute meeting with. I don't know, whoever you want, Oprah, Ellen, whatever. Yeah. If you put my back against the wall like that, I would reach them. And that's important to keep in, in, keep in mind for your life when it comes to what can I accomplish? What can I be going back to your dreams, right? Like in your dreams and 
do you really want this? Because if you really want it, you can have it. Why? Because every person who became this star, became LeBron James, became who the top yeah. in the world, they first decided who they were going to be. No person got to that level by, you know, oh, maybe, maybe not, and just drifting there. No, they believed first, they made a decision, and they said, here's who I'm going to oh, be, and they became it. So <laughs> first step here, I know I'm throwing a lot at you, you know, how bad do you want it, have a goal, whatever, but realize, figure out what you want, figure out where you want to go in life, start to get intentional about it, and focus on it, right? Ask yourself, how do I really want this, and how bad? And if you focus on it and pick that one thing, yes. you can 100% yeah, achieve it. There's no fire. doubt in my mind. So, um, <laughs> segment. I love that. I think you know <laughs> this is one of the. I felt it. I felt it. I had to let it out. Listen to because just in small conversation, there have been so many nuggets that are not just tips, right? They are. It's almost if you just listen to the way successful people think the way that they word things, the way that they talk. Sometimes I think we get focused too much on the tips. Like, oh, but where are the tips? No, listen to the way that they viewed the problems that they had. Listen to the way that they navigated situations. And all those little nuggets will start to come and you don't have to wait for them to give you tips. They're, they're giving them in their actions. And I think that that is something that Zach just did in that whole segment is there's so much to unpack with that. So rewind it. And listen to it again, because it's going to be one of those things every time you listen, there's a little more. And I want to give a little bit of a side note story to sharing something you mentioned in that, which was the value we get or having intention behind the access we're trying to gain is so important. And the value that you can provide is important because this isn't about you. This is about how do I service someone else? And by the way, that's business, period. Like business is how do I curate a product and or service to service somebody else to make their life easier, better, more beautiful, whatever. And yeah, go for it. Real real quick. Sorry, Jamie, to interrupt you. But I wanted to say you said if we aren't giving the direct tips, here's a direct tip. If you ever want to be rich, yes. you have to yes, provide absolutely. massive value to everyone or you'll never achieve it. That's all I want to say. And that's why I'm working on this, right? I want to get that wealth. What do I have to do? I have to find where my value proposition is and start delivering on that even no, at a small no, level until that. it gets going. Actually, so just want to throw way, that in. Hope you it didn't throw you off. giving direct tips, but also so many non-direct tips, right? And I think that's just one thing I like to point out to people because if you haven't started a self-development journey, I think, Zach, you and I are pretty aware of this. When we listen to a podcast, you and I don't just listen for the tips. We listen to everything and we read into it. You know what I mean? And I think right. it's something, though, that I learned over years of self-development and maybe you too. It was in the beginning, I was just l- listening for tips. But there have been so many nuggets that when I've just re-listened to something or re-read a book, I go into a different place now and pick up on things that aren't so they're a little more nuanced. And I just like to point that out. So if you listen to this episode, the first time you're going to get hot fire flames tips across the board, cause Zach's just dropping nuggets. But then if you listen to it again with a different perspective, I think you're going to hear the way he thinks and you're going to be able to go, okay, next level. Here's other things, you know? So definitely agree with the value thing. And you were speaking on Tony Robbins 
and this is interesting. So I actually don't talk about this very often with anyone, but mm-hmm. we're going to put it out to the world today. So, <laughs> so okay. about a year ago, I was accepted into Let's Tony Robbins coaching program to be one of Tony Robbins coaches. So when you hire Robbins Research International, you actually don't get Tony Robbins. Like, I think a lot of people are aware of that, but you don't actually get Tony Robbins. You are working with the coaches that they've trained uh-huh. with the Tony Robbins framework and you become, you know, you, you connect with one of the Robbins Research International coaches. So basically the process is a, you apply okay. to work there. And then if you get accepted, which is a four or five step process, if you get accepted, by the end, you'll go from like 10,000 people applying to they only accept 50. And then you go through intense training and you become a Robbins Research International coach. And so I ended up two years ago, I was a business coach and life coach. And so, and I still am, I say was, cause I'm just not actively doing it, but um, I was a coach and I'd coached over 500 women across the globe from here to Africa, Canada, um, Ukraine, tons of different countries and I've helped 500 women get their businesses up running and successful. And so at this time I thought, you know, one of my passions is talking about business, but also I have always tied mindset and life coaching into business. And so one of the things that I wanted to do is I'm obsessed with Tony Robbins and I love him because I love his story. He came from truly nothing and the humble, high energy man that he grew into was a decision he made. And I think that that's so beautiful and so inspiring for me. So I just really admire him. And as I'm going through this process, I, I see an ad and it says, you know, apply. I said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to apply and I'm going to see if I even make it in. And I knew that there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people applying. And so I get an email that says I've moved on to the next level. And I was like, Oh, okay then the next one and the next one. And finally to get into this group of taking it from maybe a thousand down to 50, which is a huge cut. You have to write this kind of essay esque thing regarding why they should pick you. And to me, those are always a little uncomfortable because I think you almost have to get into this different mindset of, you know, what do I bring to the table that I'm essentially saying no one else does you know, and what is my personal as a human value proposition? Because at this point, they don't care that you can coach. Number one, they're going to train you. Number two, that was the whole point of the beginning is, have you ever coached? So, so now it's got to be so much deeper than that. Right. And I, I did. And the reason this came up is you're talking about providing value and knowing that like people comment on Tony Robbins stuff, right? Saying, love Tony Robbins. He's great. Like, and you know, and it's kind of like this, like you said, surface level. So yeah, yeah. I ended up writing this three page essay on how I had been really sick all through high school and ended up in a wheelchair by my senior year. And I'd been going through so much stuff. Life was so hard, but every step of the way, my, my mindset was what changed me. And I, instead of being really depressed in my wheelchair, I put flames on the side and I wore heels 
because I was like, heck yeah, I can't walk in these anyway. Let's wear them while I'm sitting. No pain. You know? awesome. So I would get really dressed up and like put flames on the side and just have this great time with it and made it an experience versus this tragedy. So I ended up deciding that I would write about that, but tie that into the value I bring as a coach, because I have a level of empathy for what people go through that I think a lot of people maybe haven't been blessed with. I understand all sides of a lot of things because I'm able to Mm. take my past experiences and apply them. And I think what the girl said, so I made it through and I made it to the final round and I was chosen for the top 50. And so what I learned from that when the, when the gal was on the phone with me, cause I asked her, I said, I have to know what, what makes these things stand out? You know, you're reading thousands of essays. At what point does the different, what's the difference? And she, yeah, specifically it was your ability to add value to us as a company. You showed how you could add value from the things you've been through that weren't just these tactics or these strategies or I know how to coach really well. It was, I have a level of empathy or you know desire or whatever to bring to the table that when properly applied with the strategies you're gonna teach me, I'm going to do the best work I can for you because what I bring to the table is something no one else can because probably no one else has quite been through what I went through. You know, everybody's life is different. And she said, and we get a lot of essays that at this stage just say things like I've been coaching for 10 years and she's like, and it's all so resume esque and we're trying to say, but why do you think you're a good coach? And so my point in sharing that story is, when you are talking about adding value to someone really digging deep and learning from this book to say like the value that you want to bring to the people that you are connecting with really does matter. These people are so busy and so successful and it isn't that they're better than anyone else. It's that they've worked their ass off to get to the place that they are just so busy. So when Mm -hmm. they see messages like, Oh, I love you. You're so amazing. That's great. But the likelihood that they have time to respond to that across the board to thousands of people is slim. But if you write them a message full of value and not just saying like, look at me and what I've been through and what I've done and here's what I want to do for you, but really finding their pain points and saying like, how can I send a message that might get me in front of them because I have something that they need and positioning it, you will change your life that way. And so I just highly encourage you that when you're reading Zach's book, you are going through in your head, what is my life up till this point given me and gifted me in lessons, in effort, in success that I can apply to this message I'm about to send this person and pick the people that you know you could actually help in business? I may not reach out to The Rock even though I love him because I don't know what I offer him specifically, right? But I may definitely reach out to someone like Grant Cardone mm, because I know exactly good, yeah. where I fit with him. So it's it's picking people that are applicable to your vision as well. So maybe taking that that time and not just getting overly excited about messaging famous people, but actually asking like this book. Yes, it is a direct line to famous people. That's amazing. Right. But this book is also a direct line to a different future for you.
That was like, first of all, I loved your story. I did not know that. And I'm happy you shared that <laughs> because that gives me like that. First of all, it's really cool. I didn't know that at all. But that is a great like perspective on everything really like what what people at the that's even like a training for me right like what people are looking for at that highest level more so how your your wounds or your experiences or your setbacks actually become part of what your selling points are (laughs) and I love the whole like wheelchair and the high heels thing like those (laughs) are awesome I can see how they picked up on your story that's awesome to know um I think with what you were saying too about just like when you're reaching out and, you know, you don't just want to reach out to famous people for no reason. I think one thing that's important to note too, is you don't always have two things here. You don't always have to have your value proposition ready because a lot of these people I'm building the connection with now. So they're ready when I have my big business and I need it. I have access to all of them. That's literally my long-term thinking is, you know, I might not be able to, help Tony Robbins a ton right now, or I might not be able to help Dean Graziosi a ton right now, but these are the guys who are doing what I, what I want to do. And if I come at the right time and I have the full package or whatever, they're going to help me. And so play the long game in this. This doesn't have to be, you know, I need something now, or it doesn't need to be, I need something. Here is one of the biggest tips that I have on how you're able to connect with the wealthy when you're not right? Because I'm not wealthy at all. I haven't even made a million bucks yet, right? Like my goal is a billion. I haven't done that yet. I'm 27 years old. So you don't have to be wealthy or have a huge business to reach these people. Here is how. The one thing that you can provide these people that is free and infinite is good ideas. And this is how I've had uh, like Andy Frisella, for example, had the top podcast in the world, the MFCEO product, the number one business podcast. And I DM'd him on Instagram, uh, replied to his things, did everything I talked about in the book. And I had maybe like 60 outgoing responses over time that were all thoughtful, intentional. They used jokes, all the things I talk about. And I had no reply. And then I heard a podcast of his and everything was right. It was the timing. I actually share a little bit about it. I share the exact email actually in my course, but I did all these things. And I heard an opportunity where he, he said what he needed. He said, I'm trying to do this. I just don't know what to do next. And as soon as I heard that, I literally drove home because I was walking around listening to this and I just put my mind to the test. And I'm just like, all right, think what are ways that I could help him X, Y, Z. And I thought of a great idea. And then I used all the strategies I have in the book to send him this cold email because I'd never emailed him. And he I was off social media at the time. This all happened when I was having my head issues, but I pop (laughs) on Instagram like a month later and he followed me on Instagram and I have a DM from him and I didn't even give him my Instagram. He reached out to me because I gave him an incredible idea. So that's what I want to say when you were saying all this, even if you don't know your value proposition and you want to build an initial relationship, there's value in thinking and trying to solve people's problems when you hear them openly discuss them as an influencer and you know, bring them value that. of I think you make the value point, of good ideas because those are priceless prop and just sharing value, right? Like you, you can absolutely just share value. I think that's phenomenal. What a cool story too. having Andy right. just DM you and find you on Instagram. That would be like that chills moment. <laughs> that's amazing. So 
you know, obviously we. I was hyped. I'm not gonna lie. I was so excited. This has been one of the most (laughs) epic episodes. Just fire the whole way through, or as I like to say, hot fire flames. So, (laughs) um, but you know, one of the one of the things I wanted to ask you about because we actually (laughs) talked about this last time, and I want to see if your your perspective is the same on this. You had mentioned to me when we first chatted that one of the greatest experiences of your life was living in a way where you have experienced poorness and also being around wealth. And you have this back and forth um, kind of lifestyle yes. where you live big one week or and then go the, you know, the next week to a different lifestyle. And how has that shaped you? And maybe explain that to the people, because obviously yeah. I'm not explaining it well. Yeah. But, you know, share that a little bit if you if you want to and, and kind of go into that, your mindset around that. Yeah. Um, it's a great question because this is so important to me. That has changed my entire life. That, what you just mentioned, is why I'm going to be who I say I'm going to be. Is for that very reason. So I've been blessed. Um, it depends how you look at it. Like you said, you make whatever you, you want to out of your situation. So like I said, I grew up on, you know, Section 8 housing, uh, food stamps, link card, you know, struggle, food pantry, all that stuff. That was the beginning. And that's the life I lived for a while. And I didn't think anything of it because that was just what I was used to. And I guess on the other side of my family, I had wealthy grandparents and I had grandparents who were multimillionaires and were into real estate and they were re-entered into my life around 13, 14 years old. And I started to see them again and do these things. And it didn't really happen until I think I was 23 years old, which was four years ago. And you know, I had done nice things because of them. I got to, you know, I'd always visit and I'd get nice Christmas presents or uh, I got to go stay in a cabin. And like, I sure. wasn't the one who had these family experiences and vacations <laughs> with my mom. Those, those didn't happen. The coolest place we went is like the Wisconsin Dells, right. right? We didn't go to Florida or, you know, Tulum, Mexico. We didn't do all that stuff. So I had, I got, I saw a little bit of light. I went to a cabin, whatever, cool. But the thing that really changed for me was when I was 23 years old, uh, my grandparents invited me to Hawaii. They've been going to Hawaii for 25, 30 years, and they finally invited me. It was very exciting for me. So they have a condo wow. there. You know, it's uh, sixth floor. You're right on the ocean. It's a million-dollar condo. Beautiful views, right? And so oh my I go to Hawaii for the first <laughs> time in my life, not for three days, four days, but for 30 days I go to Hawaii and yes, and these people, my grandparents wanted to show me around. So they, they did everything. I went up one of the tallest mountains and saw the stars, more stars than I've ever seen. I flew in a, a helicopter over a volcano. I went on an ocean liner and saw, you know, humpback whales jumping out of the water. I did these incredible experiences. And every night I had a $150 dinner. And I had this moment where the 30 days were up. It was the last day and it was the sunset. And I was looking out over the mountains and I was sitting off in this balcony thinking, and I was saying, here's my self-talk in my head. Like Zach, you got freaking lucky, man. Like soak all this in, like capture all this in your mind, take a picture, look at this ocean, listen to these waves that you hear when you're falling asleep each night and soak this all in because you may never do this again. And that's what I was saying when I was looking off. And then my self-talk switched at the end. I said, wait a minute. Why does this have to be the last time I ever do this? Like, why? Like, I don't, 
this doesn't need to be the only time I ever do this. I'm going to do this again. No, I'm going to do this 10 times. I'm going to do this. This is beautiful. This is nice. But we, we saw these uh, oceanfront houses that were like, I mean, they got like the, the blue special pool on the outside that's like seamless with the ocean, like all that cool fancy stuff you see. I saw those houses and I said, that's what I want. Yeah. I said, this is beautiful, but that's what I want. And I, and I made a decision on that day at that moment. I am going to be great. I am, I am going to be a billionaire. Money will never be a limitation in my life ever again. And I'll tell you, I would have never been this hungry if it wasn't for living a double life. And I talk about my double life. I, I did a great video on this too. If you check out uh, my website, zachkrupp.com, I did a video, seven minute video where I, I showed it to you. I showed it to you. I was in my apartment complex where I used to live. I talked about it. And then I flash back to that balcony in Hawaii that I'm talking about a year after I had this moment because I got to go to Hawaii two other times since. But I decided then and there that like money will never be an issue for me. I'm going to be great. There's no question about it. And that decision, when you make decisions, decisions that are attached yes. to emotions are far more powerful than any other decision because you have to live your life in your purpose, not through so much your mind. But like, you got to do it through your heart. And that sounds corny. And that's and that might be too deep. But like, I live heart is just deep. Like when you come from that heart, you make things like you can just do anything because it's, it's deeper. It's so intentional. And so I am appreciative for my double life because it's done things for me. It showed me both sides of the spectrum. Right. My mom doesn't live a perfect life in her current lifestyle. But there's things I can take from her. My grandparents have it good financially, but they don't live a perfect lifestyle. There's things I can take from them. So I've been able to grab the aspect of being frugal and the aspect of, you know, saving money or the aspect of family time and, you know, making important for this. And then I've also been able to grab the aspect of investing and, you know, making the most of your time. And what am I, what do the rich people do that other people don't? Oh, well, they never really watch TV shows and they don't do this. And so I literally experienced firsthand seeing two different life decisions and what the outcomes are. And I've taken the best of all of them. And it's, I've seen what I don't want to be, which has given me the fire underneath me on one end. Like you don't want to do this. You better take care of business or this could be your life. And then I've also seen a taste of what the good life can be at a level, Damn. right? My grandpa, <laughs> I forgot to throw in. My grandpa also had a helicopter. Like he bought a helicopter. That's goals, you know? And that's not what I want to do, but yeah. like, that's, that's possible. Even if you only have a few million dollars, that's possible. And so I said, no, I'm going to the moon. And I'm so glad you asked because that perspective, totally. not everyone has this and it's okay. If you don't have this exact perspective, not everyone will, you can find your own purpose and driving point. You are no less likely to see if you don't have this, but this is my flame. And this, this is my desire. This is my motivation getting a taste of the life, seeing what I don't want and seeing what I do want. And I think because of it, sure. I have a X factor in me that is more rare and that not no. everyone has. And that's just the desire and the hunger because you can't teach desire. You know, it, it just, and that, with that comes like relentlessness and just never quitting and never giving in because you have that. So I think it's a great skill if you can manipulate your environment, even <laughs> manipulate, like, like you said, Jamie, like, your situation, right? You put flames on your wheelchair. You wore high heels 
when you couldn't walk like that's amazing that's the mindset turning again this corny uh phrase that i just randomly thought of was turning your lemons into lemonade right like you're just making it happen with what you have and and that's what you got to do and you can find great value great inspiration because i don't know where you know some of those moments that, that is it's just it's so good i am so glad that we touched on this because it is obviously, like you said, it's one of your key inspirations, but it's also something like I actually got physical chills when you said my mindset at the end of that conversation switched in my head. And I said, actually, why does this have to be the last time? And that question, like I just got chills again, because I think that that question changed the direction of your life. You know, we awesome. can know a lot surface level. We can know a lot about, like, I like to use exercise as an example. We, we all know how to lose weight. It is math, right? Lesson, more out, whatever. And it's, it's just math. So we know a lot, mm-hmm. but how much do we apply it? And it is <laughs> yeah. those moments where when we are with ourselves, we ask better questions. And when you ask that question of, why does this have to be the last time? It incites this fire in you that goes, hell yeah, why does this have to be the last time? How do I get there? And now your questions are action-based. How do I get there? Not, man, that's so cool. I'm jealous. Or, you know, or like physically even, it could be not, man, why am I yes. so bad? It's like, yes, like, <laughs> like the question changes to like, how do I work out <laughs> right? What do I do? <laughs> and then when you are asking action-based questions and then you take that action, exactly. you literally can't lose. You can't. There is no such thing. The law of, I mean, gravity, science, whatever, whatever it is, you cannot put so much action in and get nothing out. It doesn't work. So. And what you just, what you just said, sorry, what you just said is you took yourself, what you just laid out, what we both did was taking yourself out of the victim mentality into the victor mentality. Like this is happening. I'm just a person. My life is passing. This is an experience that's happening to me. Shifting to, I create the experience. I make the outcome. I get what I want by the actions and I'm in control of this instead of well, taking life as it comes, I'm the driver of the did. car, right? That's exactly you what you just did. So huge. Being on podcasts, interviewing, writing a book, becoming an author, creating a course, like everything that you do is based on these, these right questions that we ask. And when you shift every internal question to how can I be the action taker and get somewhere else, you will change your life. And I feel like if, if you take anything away from this whole episode and by Zach's book, then you are going to walk away saying, okay, I've got this, this new information about how to connect with people. I need to learn what value I bring to the table. And by the way, maybe this is a long journey. It's okay that it's a long journey. You may be at a place where you say, I'm just now figuring out that I have a lot of internal work to do. That's beautiful. So read the books, change your mind, ask different questions, start taking action. And eventually you'll find the value that you can add. Every single human that's listening has value. You are worthy. And I'm not saying that just on a on a squishy level, like I love you all. Right. I'm saying that like we are all placed here on purpose. You are alive on purpose. There are Gary Vee talks about this. It is four trillion to one of a likelihood, or four hundred trillion to one 
of a likelihood that you are even alive. It could have been one small moment. You, your dad could have sneezed, right? And, and that changed everything and you're not mm. here. Like <laughs> your mom, you know, your mom went and got wine. Like anything could have shifted the narrative and you're not here. But in the exact moment it happened, you became someone that was placed here on purpose and with purpose. So you now, the, the whole goal is you finding that. And going on that journey, loving you, but just actually figuring out who you are enough to say, who do I connect to on this planet in this lifetime so that I provide the most value to the world, but that I fulfill something so much greater than money could ever fulfill within me. And I get the benefit of living this life to the fullest because I took that effort to the journey. I always feel like money is what we're gifted when we've said yes to our internal journey and finding purpose. So, oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Before mm-hmm. we go today, mm-hmm. I want, I would love for you to share where people can find you, where they're going to get this book and what else you're up to or what's coming soon and where to follow you so they know when things are coming out. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. So uh, the best place by far to to stay connected or, you know, reach out or whatever, see what's going on is definitely Instagram. Um, I spend the most yep, time there at the moment, it. and that would be just Krupp Sanity. Or you could just look up my name. I'm sure Jamie will, will link it below. But uh, that's one place. Another place is my website, ZachKrupp.com. And you Z-A-C-K-K-R-U-P-P.com. And there I have a lot of things that I'm doing. I talk about the journey in depth because I want to, one of the things I want to do is like encourage people and show them, right. We, we talked a little bit about these setbacks, but I want you to see my timeline of when this started and how like you're going through it, just how Jamie's going through it, the ups and downs that come along and the things, you know, that, that could happen and how you're still going to make it, how the successes still come. So I'm, I'm transparent there, but Uh, I share tons of videos, tons of nuggets. You can see the videos I talked about anything on mindset, attitude, sales. There's, there's a lot there. So my website will connect you to all my socials. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on Facebook, uh, YouTube, pretty much all of it. So connect with me there. As for the book, same thing. I have the links in my bio on Instagram. I have the direct link on my website. So just go there and you can't miss it. It's $21.95. If you buy it I'll put that in on, from the publisher, lulu.com, wow, make sure to type amazing. in code WELCOME15, all caps, and you'll get 15% and I'm off the you, book. Zach's uh, social is really fire. It's a lot of good, a lot of good information. It's fun. It's entertaining, but it's also genuine. Nuggets are dropped on the daily. So I highly <laughs> recommend going over and giving him a follow. Zach, thank you so much for your time today. This has been an amazing conversation and I'm just so excited for everything that you're doing and working on. Yeah, thank you. I mean, great questions and you pulled a lot of good nuggets out Perfect. and I learned well, even more guys, about that you is too. Everything. So I appreciate sure what you brought to the table and, and really enjoyed the conversation. Next week. Okay, so... <laughs>